welcome, 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 to the last night on earth, to the last night on earth, with Sasha. Sasha presents Last Night on Earth. Last Night on Earth. Hi, welcome back to the Last Night on Earth show with me, Sasha. I hope you enjoyed the last show. It was recorded from that special back-to-back set with Yoris Vaughan at Park Life in Manchester. It was a great night, and I'm sure that Yoris and I will do that again soon. He recently joined me at the Stage One Verboten show in Brooklyn, New York, along with Scuba, Guti, Agoria, and Kate Simcoe, who I'll also be speaking to later on in the show. The summer is well and truly underway. I'm currently in Ibiza. I had the first of my last night on Earth parties at Sankey's, which was great. And I'll be looking forward to getting back there for three more gigs this summer. I'm looking forward to a full summer of great gigs in Europe. I have Digital Love in the Park in Aberdeen coming up, the Secret Garden Party. I'm playing for Cream in Amnesia, the Untold Festival in Cluj in Romania. I'm playing for Carl Cox also in Ibiza, his Revolution Night. And then I'll be finishing off August with a couple of great shows lined up at SW4 and Creamfields before I head back to the States and Mexico for some great shows around Labor Day weekend. Last night on Earth. Right, on to this month's show. Here's a set I recorded in June at Stereo in Montreal. Stereo Venue in Montreal is one of my favorite places to play in North America. I've been DJing there for many years. It's an after-hours club. I usually don't start DJing until four or five o'clock in the morning. I usually play till 10 a.m. or so, or usually I have to play until I have to go to the airport to catch my next flight. It's an amazing sound system in there. Everything's hand-built. The guys that run the club there are really obsessed about the sound. The monitors are carved out of a beautiful block of wood, and they are just amazing to play on for hours and hours. Your ears don't get tired. That's why people there do really long marathon sets. I know Danny Tanaglia is famous for DJing till four or five o'clock in the afternoon there. I'll also play out a couple of interviews I've recorded over the last couple of months. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be chatting to Kate Simcoe and also to Henry Size, both of whom have released on the label. So let's get into the mix. This is my set recorded from Stereo in Montreal back in June, here on the Last Night on Earth radio show. Welcome to the Last Night on Earth with Sasha. Down the grace of government 
was 14 and a friend gave me a mixtape, <laughs> cassette tape, you know, and that was, I think, DJ Diz. And we also had Frankie Bones and, you know, you know some, you know, some of the New York guys, David Hollins. I had his mixtape. And then, you know, some of the underground jungle that they had, you know, Raga Jungle. And then um, the Detroit guys were coming to Chicago at that time, too. The big rave scene. So that's when I got into it. From the age of 15, I really, really loved it. But never thought I'd be a DJ. I just loved the music. Then I got a radio show. So I started, you know, kind of like this one up on a radio show. That's how I started. I don't know. It feels really natural. And it's just all about the music. So that's when I started buying vinyl. And I had a Friday night show. And I would play records from 9.30 to 11 p.m. on Friday, which was such a great time. Everyone had just finished eating. They're on their way to the club. And so from there, I started having some requests to DJ. And I was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't DJ. <laughs> They're like, well, we hear you DJ. And then I was a student and I was buying a lot of records. So then I started, I needed the money. I, the money. <laughs> I was like, literally, that's how I became a DJ, to pay for records. That's, <laughs> you know, it's, I guess it might be a common story. But yeah, that's how it happened in Chicago. And that's where TiVo saw me. And my first day's DJing, well, he, that was actually a few years later. But he saw me playing in a bar where I, I used to do four-hour sets on Friday nights. When did you start getting noticed internationally? When did you start actually traveling and stuff? Because I know for me, as a DJ, I was doing a lot of stuff in like my friends' houses and bars and this and that and very small little parties. And then suddenly once the international thing kicked in, it suddenly just seems to go, the whole world opens up to you. So when did that start to happen? Yeah, definitely. That's that's a big question. And, and it's true. That, that So basically, I started collecting records in 99 and basically just played locally right. until around 2006. I put out my first EP in 2006, and then I put out my first few records on Ghostly in 2007 and 2008 on Spectral Sound. Yeah, especially around that time. I mean, that was my fav one of my favorite labels. Matthew Deere was doing amazing stuff. Amazing guy and just really cutting edge, amazing music. And it was a great time too, because we were all kind of young and it was like the second wave from the Midwest, really. So let's just talk about what you're doing this summer, where you're playing, what you're excited about, new places or places that you're happy to go back to that you've been to before and what's going on. Cool. So yeah, this summer I'll be going to the States and I'm excited I'll go back to Miami, DC, and then um, I have a few festivals that I'm really excited about with the Orchestra Project oh. in, so in July and August. So those are Latitude Festival. Yep, and best of all, as well, on the Rob DeBank stage. So that those are two big highlights for me. Yeah, I've done I've done best of all before, and I had flu at the time, so I didn't really embrace it the way I should have done. Everyone's in fancy dress, and I was just miserable. <laughs> but the year before last, I did Camp Best of All, which is the one where all the kids go, and I DJed in the afternoon to loads of rave dads and children. <laughs> and it was so much fun. It was so much My kids stayed there for the whole weekend in a teepee and just had the time of their lives facing painting and all that sort of stuff but yeah that, yeah those two festivals are amazing um what else are you doing something in ibiza this year i'm doing i i say ibiza that's how i say it from the states but yeah ibiza heart and <laughs> which is um, so I'm, I'm doing the opening night of that which is really exciting i think it's going to be 100 nights or something like this so i'm really excited to do the opening and that will be with the ibiza orchestra as well so i'm really excited about that um july 28th Really amazing. Okay, cool. So that's that I'm really excited about. And then, you know, I think there'll be a couple of club nights, Zoo Project, and a couple other ones. And then fall will be the album tour. So, yeah, that's that's the next thing. I'm really excited to put the record out. We're really excited about the next few months. So, um, have a great summer. Yeah, thanks a lot.
Okay, let's get back to the mix. Recorded live from Stereo in Montreal back in June. Thank you. 
You're listening to Last Night on Earth with me, Sasha, and my set recorded live from Stereo in Montreal in June. I recently spoke to Henry Size when he joined me for SWG3 in Glasgow for my night there. Hi, Henry. Great to have you here. Great to be DJing with you tonight. We've done a few shows together, had a few dinners together, talk about music. We've released some of your beautiful music on my label. We've just put something amazing out as well. I'd like to talk to you mainly about your production process because you have such a unique sound. It really is, as soon as you hear a bar of a record, you know it's one of your records because there's a production sound, a technique that you've got that is just very, very unique and very distinctive. I don't want to go into a complete nerd fest and ask you about all your plug-in chains and this and this and that, but just generally, how have you kind of arrived at working on this sound that you've got and what are the influences behind how you got there? First of all, thank you for your words. It means, means a lot coming from you. I don't want to go like very technique and you know talk about all the technical things, but I think that sound you, you talk about, I mean, that signature sound I have or my that distinctive sound I have I think it comes from my background as a musician and just because I like sound to be very organic and the way the, the track flows and and the all the layers um, are together and all the sounds are it's like I, I really wanted to to sound like it's alive so all the techniques I use I was going to ask you do you do a lot of field recording do you like create your own sounds drum sounds like and I was talking to Paul Kalkbrenner when he played at Ashwire with me a couple of years ago and he said every single drum sound I'm sure not the 909 kick drum but every single drum sound that he uses are things that he samples found sounds and my dear friend Charlie May from Spooky they did an album called Found Sound where they literally went around their house hitting pipes and I mean it, do you get into that sort of stuff or is it the way that you manipulate samples that you, f you find somewhere else? No, it definitely is that I play my own sounds and I don't like to use library. Of course we all use 909s and all that because they are classics and it can get better than that. For example, for bass lines and all that I used to play my, I come from a bass player. So yeah, it's something I really put a lot of effort in and I really like to create my own sounds and I love all the field recording thing and I record my own drums, all the hi-hats, all the... Every sound on your record, it does sound like you're making organic music. It sounds <laughs> like it's coming from a very human perspective. But then you always, your keyboards are these warm, lush... I am going to nerd out here. So what are your favorite things to use? I mean, do you have like a little battery of old analog gear in the studio or do you use libraries? How do you approach that? I have both. I have a lot of analog synthesizers like very cheap like Casios that I put through like pedals cheap, all cheap that. Is good. Cheap is good. I also have like mugs and actually one of my favorite piece of gear for um, for pads for that warm sound is um, Kawaii 210 I think it is. Yeah Kawaii is not yeah, nobody knows it but all the producers that all my friends that came to the studio and, and checked the the sound of that, of that, they are like, wow, where do you get this from? And it's very, yeah, it's just, you can put anything and if you put it through the right look effect chain, you can get that really warm and analog sound. So it's a question of post-production. And Can you tell me about your radio show? You, you're on mine today. But, uh, let's talk about yours. You theme every show, right? How, how do you approach that? Well, the thing when, when they, the Spanish National Radio asked me to, to do a radio show, I, I wanted to do something like a challenge for me because I didn't want to do like what I do in, in a club and I 
listen to all kind of music. I don't have any problem. I can listen from the most mainstream pop music to the most avant-garde or, you know. So I wanted to show to the audience how wide my, I mean, the way I approach music and all that. So I, I'm playing from Taylor Swift to the most strange thing. So it's like, that's why I'm, I'm doing, um, every show is themed so I can like, for example, I'm talking about love, let, let's say. So I, I, that's the way I can use more TC stuff or I can play like 80s stuff that I like. So the next uh, show I do some um, different approach, like more dark. And that goes out nationally. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's, what, what a great platform to kind yeah. of express. It is, it is. I mean, Spanish is the most, is the second most spoken language in the, in, in the world. So that reaches a lot of audience. So it's good in South America also. So it's, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a nice project. So it's not really something you're using to play electronic music only to promote your DJ sets is something yeah. that you're you're digging into your musical soul, basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I I want to show people that it's not good to have any prejudice about music, and you can enjoy all kind of music. It's just a, a question of when do you listen to that, and there's a right song for every every moment in your life. So tell me about your your live setup and your DJ setup, and how different the two sets are, and which do you prefer? I know it's kind of like anyone asks me, do you like playing big venues or yeah, small venues? Exactly. It's like there's no you know you like playing you know so but yeah talk to me about the kind of way you mentally approach the the different setups mm -hmm. well the difference is huge because when i'm when i'm playing live lately i mean for the last two two years i've, I've been playing with a band because i as i told you have a like a band background so i'm used to play with more people and i wanted to bring that feeling back to my performances so I'm, I'm playing with my two good friends, Eloy and, uh, and Luis. They're, they're playing drums and uh, singing. And so, yeah, I'm playing with them. And it's it's a completely different approach to the performance. What have been the best live shows you've done? Like, which countries have, or which cities have been the best shows you've done? Tokyo is always special and Japan in general. But I think with the, with the live show, I'd say lately the States, especially New York, Chicago, LA, Canada, the stereo, all that. That's yeah, it's so special. And um, with the with the live show, the last tour we did in the in the states, I'd say Chicago was really special, and LA too was because we we were playing like a Wednesday night, and we did like sold out. So, so what's up this summer? Are you doing mainly live shows? Are you doing mainly DJ gigs? A nice balance? Yeah, it's a, it's a balance. I'm doing more more DJ sets than, than live shows. Uh, okay, Henry. Well, thank you so much for coming and playing my party tonight. Thank you for being on the, the radio show. And yeah, I'll see you on the dance floor tonight. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get back to the mix. This is me recorded live in stereo in Montreal.
crossroads Like every day of her life And when the night falls It's time to turn the tide We're standing at the crossroads Like every day of her life And when the night falls It's time to turn the tide
Last Night on Earth. You're listening to my set recorded live from Stereo in Montreal back on June 20th.
me, Sasha, and you've been listening to the Last Night on Earth radio show. I hope you enjoyed the mix recorded from Stereo in Montreal back on the 20th of June. I ended up playing for five or six hours that night and I've picked a highlight of an hour for you. Big thanks to my guests Kate Simcoe and Henry Size. It was great catching up with both of you. If you want more information on their releases on the label, then head to lastnightonearth.co.uk. The latest single on the label is from Catterson, it's called End Our Sleep, with releases from Hunter Game and Kate Simcoe just around the corner. You can check those out on Beatport. I'm now back in Europe for July and August. If you want to check out my full tour diary to see where I'm playing, then head to my website, djsasha.com. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Thanks for all the comments on the last couple of shows. It's great to see your feedback. I'll be back next month with another recording from one of my upcoming sets. Bye. Get in touch at facebook.com forward slash Sasha Official or Last Night on Earth Music.